Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Let's turn to the Bible and, uh, and let's preach in Matthew 8. Turn with me to Matthew 8. Who's got their Bible? Wave at me if you've got your Bible. Come on, wave it around in the air like you just do care. The bigger the Bible, the stronger you are as a Christian. And uh, we're going to read that. Uh, we're going to read Matthew 8. I'm joking, of course. Someone's like, oh, wait, where is that in the Word? It doesn't say anything about big Bibles in the Word. That's the Bible according to Ben. So you just, people that are used to my preaching, you, you sort of got to just throw out the, throw out the, the, uh, the rubbish, should I say. Um, Matthew 8, Matthew 8, verse 5. It's going to come up on the screen. And uh, I'm going to read Matthew 8, verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralysed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant would be healed. I like that, only speak a word. How many people have faith that God can just speak one word? You don't have to come, just speak a word. And a word from God will do it. He said, just, just speak a word. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And he goes, and to another, come. And he comes, and to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. In other words, Jesus was amazed. He was astonished. And said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And if you know the story, it goes further down and it says in verse 13, that Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done. And this servant was healed that same hour. What an astonishing story in Scripture. This is so powerful and there's so much that we can learn from this, this centurion, this Roman officer. I love what happens in this story that he has a need. This Roman officer has a need. He needs God to do something. How many of you need God to do a miracle in your life? You need God to do a miracle in your family. Do a miracle in your business, in your finances. I don't know about you, but I know for me, I feel like there's not a day in my life where I don't want Jesus to come and do a miracle. And, and I'm always, we're always talking a lot about it. This centurion, he, he's, he's, got a, he's got a need. And he comes up to Jesus and, and he says, listen, Jesus, I need you to do, I need you, I'm paraphrasing, but I need you to do a miracle. Jesus says to him, I'll come to your house. But this guy... This guy, he turns down Jesus. Jesus says, I'll come to your place. If that was me, I'd be like, Jesus coming to my house. I would tweet that. <laughs> Jesus coming to my house tonight. Bro, you bust out the fine china. My wife would have me redecorating the house. Come on, all those husbands. I'd be moving furniture. I mean, I'd be getting excited. I'd be like, oh my gosh, Jesus. Gee, listen, I just wanted you to do a miracle, but you're going to come? You're going to come to my house, bro? Let's do this. We're going to have a party. Jesus, come to my house. But this, look at this centurion. 
He says, no, 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 no. He says, stop. He says, I don't need you. I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. And we don't, we don't quite even understand this because you've got to understand that in the day and age and what was going on, this is a Roman officer. The Romans were over the Jews. The Jews were under the oppression of the Romans. And you have a Roman officer that recognised godly authority and so valued godly authority that he said he positioned himself under, he submitted, it's the S word in church early on 9.30. He, he submitted to authority so much so that he says, you know what? I'm not worthy. But if you just speak a word, I'm so submitted to what you're walking in. I'm so under the cover of what you're operating in. I so honour what's on your life. You don't even need to come to my house. I position my life and all of my needs so under your authority and so under your covering. If you just speak a word, I know something's going to shift. I don't know if you catch that, but that's a powerful, powerful thing. I want to speak, I want to preach this morning on the strength of submission. The strength of submission. Some people are going to get upset this morning. I'm sorry, but I'm not. It's the, there's strength, there's strength in submission. You say submission. What? When I first said submission, how many of you are like, what? Is this little Australian guy for real? Is he going to talk to me about submitting? Because when we hear the word submission, there's different words that we use in church that the world applauds. When you talk about humility, we like that. When you talk about generosity, we like that. When we, when we talk about reaching out to people and, and loving people and accepting people. Come on, these are the warm fuzzies. We're like, man, I like that. Put that on a Hallmark card. I'm all about that. That's nice. But when we say Submission. Whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Listen. Listen. Pastor Ben is still early, you know. Come on, I know I got an extra hour sleep, but man, you're going to drop submission on me? But I want to tell you there is submission is not weakness. Submission is strength. It takes strength to really submit to the authority that God has put over us. We talk about submission, obviously, uh, uh, we often go to thinking of, of tapping out. You ever watch UFC? Come on, all those people that are not yet saved. You watch, you watch. I like watching UFC. My wife doesn't like it. She's like, I can't eat. How do you eat? She says this, how do you eat dinner and watch this? Like, babe, I'm all about it. But then, you know, they get a hold. They, they, they get a hold of if you ever watch the wrestling. What do they do? It's submission. It's, it's a tap out. That's how, that's how we often view what submission is. We view it as tapping out or laying down. We view it like it's, it's thinking of, of the way a dog submits to an owner. A dog lays down. It's, it's, it's submitting. It's giving up. It's surrendering. 
But I want to talk to you about submission in a different light this morning. I want to talk to you about submission being a strength that we as Christians need to walk in and need to understand. I believe what God wants to do is give us a greater revelation of what submission really looks like. You understand this, it's all throughout the Bible that the first thing, in fact, why did Satan fall? Because Satan did not want to submit to God's authority. He wanted to ascend. He didn't want to come under God's authority. He wanted to be over God's authority. That's how this whole thing got crazy. That's how this whole story began because someone didn't know what it was to exercise true submission to godly leadership. Why did Adam and Eve fall in the garden? Because they would not submit to the commands that God instructed and the commands that God gave them. We're in a day and age where this is so unpopular to talk about. We're in a day and age where we don't, we don't, wanna, we don't wanna talk about obeying what we're being told to do. We don't like, we don't like being told what to do. We don't like when someone tells us what we need to do. We have this terminology that's popular. It's about me being me. Have you ever heard that? I'm gonna, I just gotta, you be you. And I hear, I understand that there is some merit to it. Be who God's called you to be, but understand you have to be you submitted to the authority that God has put over you. Don't be you if being you means stepping out from what God has put over you. Remember, we talked last week about our rights. We talked last week about truth. I'm going to speak some truth this morning, but we talked last week about our rights, my rights. What's entitled to me? Remember, we talked about how we, when we, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, we don't belong. I don't belong to me. It's not about my rights. It's not about what I want to do. It's not about even my calling or my destiny or my future. It's about His calling for my life, His vision for my life, His plan for my life and me being submitted to God and to the authorities that God has placed over our lives. This is a touchy subject, especially now. We got an election coming up. What's it going to look like? Whoever it is, whoever you're voting for, whoever you're not voting for, whether you like them or not, do you know that the Bible says that you need to be under, it says all leadership has been positioned and selected by God. And you can't complain. So I want to tell you, you got two days to get your complaints and bickering out, get crazy, tweet it, Instagram it, say how much you hate them because once they get voted in, your mouth needs to shut. You need to submit to that authority. And the Bible says you've got to pray for your leaders. I'm telling you, get crazy. Between now and Tuesday, get crazy. Because once Tuesday lands, we've got to submit to our leaders. It's, it's, this, it's a bizarre thing to talk about now because people just don't like it. We have a generation of, of young children, of young kids. I was a youth pastor for 10 years. Listen, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, when I was young, when you got spoken to by an adult, 
Bro, that was a big deal. Now we have young people coming up. They have no respect for authority. They have no understanding. It's all about, well, you've got to just sit and you've got to feel, you've got to understand their perspective and, and where they're coming from and give them some time out if they need it. Oh my dear Jesus, I would have been begging for time out back in the day. We didn't get time out, we got knocked out. It, didn't, it just meant that you did what you were told to do and you didn't have an option about it. It wasn't a discussion. My dad would say when we would sit down and we would get food put in front of us. Oh my dear Jesus, complain about the food in front of me. My dad would hear that and be like, Excuse me, I didn't realise this was a restaurant. I didn't realise this was a smorgasbord. I thought you were the child and we were the parent and you were going to eat what was put in front of you. We just learnt. We just learnt growing up. I don't know how it rolls here and what's legal or what's not, but it was was UFC Smackdown back in the day in Australia at my house if I wasn't going to eat what was put in front of me. My brother growing up, my brother didn't like fish. He didn't like fish, he didn't want to eat fish. My mum and dad, no kidding, call it what you want to call it. They would say, you're going to sit at that table and you're going to stay there until you eat the fish. As God is my witness, sun up the next day. As God is my witness, there is my brother, head on the table, sound asleep all night. Because you're going to eat what you... But we, what we do is we grew up, we understood authority. But we've gotten so... We've steered so far that we've got to appease everybody and we've got to help them be their own. And now it's just gotten so, so crazy. We don't know what it is to actually come under authority. It's important. And do you know, again, this comes back to, this is Bible. It's Bible. The first thing, I want to give you a couple quick things about submission. The first thing about submitting to God is that it is a God command. It's a God command. Jesus is the ultimate example of what it is to submit. It says in Philippians 2 verse 7 and 8, but He made, but made Himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled Himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. We have to be people that are submitted. It's a God command in James 4 Verse six to seven, uh, verse seven, therefore submit to God. We talk a lot about this scripture when it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But the first part of it begins with submitting to God. This is a God command. Are you submitted to the Word of God? We don't adjust the Word of God to fit the lifestyle we wanna live. We adjust our lifestyle to fit the Word of God that we read. We have to make a decision to say, when we look at the Word of God, we've got to be prepared and have a heart open, submitted to the Word and say, okay, what are the things in my life I need to adjust? Not what Scriptures can I take out of here and out of there and put together my own little sort of Bible sandwich to allow me to live how I want to live and still be able to quote Scripture to confirm my interpretation of Scripture. Oh, no, no, no. You've got to make a decision. Say, you know what? I'm going to submit to the Word of God. What does the Word of God say? 
knowing, understand it. It's a command. It's a command. It's a God command. We need to submit to, here we go, this will hurt, political authorities. Political authorities. Romans 13 verse 1 and 2, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there's no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority, resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment upon themselves. I told you it was going to sting a bit this morning. We, we have, we've, we've got to submit to governing authorities. What has the government put over us? Listen, whether you agree with it or not, and one of the questions that people are answering, firstly, understand that firstly, we submit to God. So we submit to governing authorities unless governing authorities command us to do something that's outside of the law of God. When commanding authorities tell us to do something that's outside of the law of God, we submit to God first. But if they are telling us to do something that is under the covering of the Word of God, then you know what, whether we agree with it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we like their personality, whether we like the way they communicate it, whether we like, listen, it, that's not up for discussion. We gotta be people that say, you know what? That's our leader now. We gotta shut down. We gotta shut down negative talk over leadership once it comes Tuesday, like I said, get it out of your system because once it comes Tuesday, we've got to shut down negative talk over the leadership of our country. And how many know, regardless of who gets chosen, that's going to be a tough, tough thing to ask. We're all going to have, let's, let's be honest, it's, it, it's a tough thing that's going to happen on Tuesday, but we're going to make a decision and say, you know what, the Word tells me that I need to pray for my leaders and that's what we're going to do. We're not going to gripe, we're not going to complain, we're not going to criticise, we're not going to say, I would do this, I would do that. Guess what? You're not in that position. Thank Jesus for that. We're very good at accusing and criticising someone that's in a position that we're never going to have to fill. You're never going to get called to be president. I mean, listen, all power to you. Like, I mean, I, I mean, maybe someone here will, but I mean, praise God if they do. But for the most part, just make a decision. Say, you know what? I'm submitting to that. It's a God command. Church leadership. Come on, here we go. Pray. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, submissive for they watch out for your souls. Who's your small group leader? What's the guy, this will be a fun one. What's the guy in the parking lot? Which, which direction is he telling you to go? Whoa, it's going to be fun. Come on, with that little one. Come on, with his orange t-shirt. You know, you know those dudes down at, down at the district? You ever been down there and at lunchtime? That cat's there in the... The more into it he is the more I don't want to do what he's telling me to do. I said to Chris the other day, I said, look, this guy looks like he's flagging in an aeroplane. It's like, bro, it's lunchtime at the district. Just chill a bit. He's got white gloves on. I'm like, bro, I know how to turn right. It's not a big deal. It's just stop, I'll stop and turn. I don't want to do it. There's like one car there, bro. There's like no one's there. Just chill. 
I'll, at least I've got to be honest, it's part of my flesh. I don't want to do it. You know what that is? That's rebellion. That's, that's, that's our flesh coming up. Listen, when, when the ushers, here we go. When the ushers, all my ushers said amen. When the ushers, excuse me, ma'am. Do you mind moving down one? No, I got here before you did. I was sitting here. I sit here every week. This is where I sit. I've been coming to this church for nine years. I know Pastor Jensen. I've been so into this ministry. I'm a partner. I can sit here. I can stay here. I'm going to put my bag in. Listen, 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 listen. I don't care if you had lunch with Jensen yesterday. The usher said you move aside. Guess what, sweet? Move aside and sit in the next seat and do. And all the ushers in church said, Amen. Do, do what the usher. But I didn't like the way he said it to me. Listen, that's not what it says. Doesn't matter whether he's got a right spirit or she's got a right spirit or not. Does it say submit to them if their spirit is right? Judge their spirit, discern whether you think it's right or not. If you think it's right, then submit to them. No, it says submit to what they're telling you to do. This church leadership is a church authority. What this does is it's, it creates a right kingdom structure. Kingdom structure. Marriage. Oh, jeez. I told my wife to sleep in this morning. I said, come, come later. <laughs> Colossians 3.18, wives, submit to your husbands. Not because you're less than. Because the Bible says that the husband is the head of the home. But guess what, husbands? If we get too excited, the Bible says that we need to lay down our life. You make it a lot easier for your wife to submit to a husband whose life is laid down. It's much easier to submit because the example for marriage says, husband, love your wives the same way Christ loved the church. And guess what? You read your Bible. Christ died for the church. When Christ came and died for the church, he was not dying for a good church either. He was dying. He came. Christ came. And remember what the church was like? The church was the Pharisees. So Christ came and died for a messed up, religious, bickering, hateful church. So don't tell me, well, she's got to do this and then I would die. No, 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 that's not the example. What Christ said is you make that you, you get to lead, which means you get to do right first, which means you get to lay down your life first for your life, to serve your wife, to be that. And then she will be someone that is going to want to, be, want to submit to a husband whose life is laid down. It's not that you're less than. It's what you're doing, wives, is you honouring the God authority that has been placed in position to lead your home and you bring kingdom order and kingdom structure. I told you it was going to hurt a little bit. It gets better. It does get better. Christians, Ephesians 5.21. Christians, submit to one another, to each other. Not about getting my own, about what do you need? What can I do for you? How can I serve you? How can I come under you? It's a, it's a God command. Submission is, it's also, it's a heart issue. 
Submission's a heart issue. In Romans 13, 1, as I read it earlier, it says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. What is a soul? A soul is your inner man. There's a difference between submission and obedience. You can be obedient, but not be submitted. Your actions can obey, but your heart is not submitted. It's, it's a heart issue. Why do, we, why do we find it so difficult? If you're someone that finds it difficult to submit to authority, can I suggest this morning that maybe there's a heart issue? You know, if you know, this is how you know that you have a heart issue with it, is when you find it difficult to submit to just little things, just small things, like the guy at the district. Why do the small things? You know what I love to do? I go to the cinema. I love taking a coffee. In Australia, you can take coffee into the cinemas. I love to do it with my wife. I'll go, we'll get a coffee. I prepare, I plan it. I go to Portola, I get myself a little coffee. I walk up there. There's this dude standing there. He must be 12 with a little badge on. <laughs> Dude's in elementary school and he's telling me what I'm going to bring. I walk up and say, excuse me. Excuse me, you can't take that in there. I said, why? Well, you can't take hot drinks in there. I said, do you serve coffee in there? No, we don't. Well, um, why don't I? I said, listen, bro, hey. Because what often happens is we try and then, then we go from, it's, not, it's, it's rebellion masked in manipulation to try and get our way. I know that I'm preaching because I've walked in this before. Chris will say to me, Ben, you can't take that in there. I'll always say, listen, let me talk to him. I'll talk to him. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, buddy, buddy, come here, buddy. Listen, 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 you and me. I know the rule. But let this one slide. You let this one slide. You know what that is? That's manipulation and control. That's me trying to get my own way. Through manipulating a situation simply because I don't want to do what I'm being told to do. Come on, let's be real. It's truth. If it says do it, whenever you go into an establishment like that, you're coming under that authority. What about people that, this is a good one, that don't like to return the shopping carts to where the shopping carts go? I told you, I warned you before, you had time to leave during the music, but now you're stuck. God spoke, I'm not even joking, it's a small thing, but God spoke to me about that a long time ago. I don't want to go, why do they put us so far away? Until, and then I just went dumping, God said, why are you just dumping that? I'm like, this is too far, God, like I've got stuff to do. He said, you too good to walk over there and put your shopping cart back? And I get all frustrated until the next time I go to pull into a parking spot. You can't get in the spot because some cat before you didn't return his cart. I get all mad. I'm like, I can't believe people not returning carts. They should be doing. Hey, it's coming. It's coming under. It's, but this is basic, simple, basic teaching. But I want to tell you, we've got to make a decision to say, you know what? 
Let's stop trying to fight and push our deal and push against authority that God has put over us. Let's be people that live undercover and submit to the authority that He's put over us. Your life will be blessed. I need to wrap this up real quick. There's another two points, but you're going to have to come back later to get them. This story is so powerful because it starts... The centurion is talking about being undercover. But then when he talks about being undercover and he says, I understand. I'm paraphrasing, but the centurion basically says, I get it. I get authority. I get what it is to be submitted. Just say the word. Jesus, Jesus doesn't talk. To, he's talking about, centurion's talking about authority. But then Jesus said to him, I've never seen faith like this before. Centurion's talking about authority, but then Jesus starts talking about faith. That to me seems like two different sermons. Authority and faith. Because ultimately it takes faith to come under authority. Because coming under authority is a trust issue. That's what it is, it's a trust issue. Often if it comes down to it, the reason we don't want to come under authority is because we only trust us. We don't trust them. I'm not going to come under them because if I, it's a control, I want to keep control because I, I, I've learned just to trust me. But the centurion said, he said, I got a need, but listen, it's not about me. I'm coming under your authority. In fact, he said, I trust you. I trust your authority. I trust you so much. You don't even have to come to my house. Just say a word. And isn't it a crazy thought that the authority that that centurion chose to come under, the fact that he came, made a decision that he was going to submit, unlocked a supernatural miracle at his house back home. Just the simple thing of coming under authority, being submitted, Unlock the miracle that he was believing for. Could it be that what you're believing for, what you're praying for, what you're fasting for, what you're declaring over, what you're speaking over, the altar services, you go down the front and you cry and you plead the blood and, and you tell every demon in hell to get out there. All of that would happen if you just made a decision to say, you know what, God? I submit. Because the submission that he walked in there, the submission he walked in right there when he was in front of Jesus unlocked a miracle back home. That God would unlock a miracle in your life when we make a decision to say, you know what? I'm gonna submit. I'm gonna submit to who's over me, whether it be in society. I'm gonna submit to our authorities. I'm going to submit to police officers. I'm going to submit to school teachers. I'm going to submit to our political leaders. I'm not going to talk bad and bicker and, and gripe. And, and, and I'm going to submit. I'm going to submit to the, the little things. I'm going to submit to every authority that God has positioned over me. I'm going to make a decision to submit. What would God unlock in your life if you made a decision? Say, so you know what, God, I trust you. 
and I trust the authorities You've put over me more than I trust myself. That's faith. You can know all the songs. You can come to all of the services. But you can miss out. It's possible to miss out on the miracle you're believing for through deciding that you're not going to live a life of true submission to who God has put over you. I'm going to close real quickly, but right across this room, if we could just bow our heads and close our eyes. Lord, Lord, I thank You for Your Word and I thank You that Your Word is truth. And God, I pray for every single person here. This is what I wanna pray. Some of you, the reason why you have struggled with submitting to authority, whether it be a husband, whether it be a leader, whether it be a teacher, whether it be, is because you've been felt let down before and it's caused you to only trust you. And God, I pray for every person here. Lord, that has been abused and burnt by authorities and mistreated by authorities, whether it be pastors or leaders or bosses. Lord, I ask that You would come now and God, that You by Your Holy Spirit would bring a healing in their hearts. Pray that You would heal and You would mend those hearts. Lord, that You would begin walking them and taking them on that journey of beginning to live a lifestyle and beginning to practice what it is to really submit. And Lord, as a church, as we begin this fast, God, we pray for this nation. Lord, we pray for these leaders. God, we lift up Hillary. We lift up Donald Trump to You now in Jesus' Name. Lord, I pray that You would put the right people around them. Lord God, I pray that You would speak life to them. God, I pray and we call down heaven on earth. We declare Your kingdom come. We declare Your will be done. We speak it out over the election. We come against every attack of the enemy over this election now in Jesus' Name. We come against disunity in this nation and brokenness in this nation, even disunity and brokenness in our churches. Lord, I break it now in in Jesus Christ's Name. And we declare Your Kingdom come and Your will be done on Tuesday. And God, whatever the decision, we trust You. Because we know that You are in control, that Your will is gonna be done and that Your church is gonna walk in power, that Your church is gonna walk in authority, that Your church, Your bride is gonna do what it's called to do. And right across this room with every head bowed and every eye closed. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.